re 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 ready Check Monday, Wednesday, Friday, yeah, you know it's a go. Okay, I see they going off, but we gon' rewrite it though. That's right, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, yeah, you know it's a go. Okay, I see they going off, but we gon' rewrite it though. That's right, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, yeah, you know it's a go. Okay, I see they going off, but we gon' rewrite it though. I said Monday, Wednesday, Friday, yeah, you know it's a go. Okay, I see they going off, but we gon' rewrite it though. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Rewriters Room. We are the men with the pen. We are blessed to be here. Beautiful black men bringing you nothing but nonsense, ridiculous booking, but we have fun as well. It's the boy Armand. Um, who am I? What am I? I I don't even know. I don't, I don't know my monikers. I don't know my hives. I'm just excited. Fans are back. I'm really excited to see that. It just feels like there's a whole new energy in, in wrestling. Like every segment feels a lot more meaningful and crucial so i'm just i'm just a fan of everything i've liked everything uh fellas how, how y'all doing man man you know just out here chilling like a motherfucking villain it's your boy cc out here on the ones and twos we're not really remixing but we want to do it right until i get it right and then i'll right here it's cc best rapper producer whole wide world God body, because I consume healthy products and do towel curls, benevolent servant to the earth and philanthropist, and every phrase I say is a gym like amethyst. You could put any nigga next to me. Dope ass women, gonna look at him like, yo, whose man's is this? I may talk a lot, but I only got one thing to say. Love yourself and keep going. You are the world, so give all you can. Take care of your body, your people, and your land. Where the fuck my nigga Chan? <laughs> Damn, that was hard. I never heard that transition part before. It slaps <laughs> every time. It's every time. Uh, what's going on, y'all? It's Chan. Um, reporting live, Mr. Uh, Monster in the Bank, uh, <laughs> R.I.P. Braun Strowman. He's yet to find a home yet. Um, you know, former Universal Champion, will wrestle for food. Um, you know, I'm hoping he does land somewhere soon because, you know, it's time, you know. It's time, it's, time, it's time to bring him home. You know, yeah. if CM can get work, so can Braun. Yeah. That's that's a fact. We're not even going to touch that AEW topic. <laughs> you know, one thing I'm glad about on this podcast is we only slander AEW. Like, we don't we don't ever have anything nice to say. <laughs> they don't give me any, like, every time I want to give them a chance, they do some corny shit. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to watch you. I'm not going to patronize this content, this clear anti-WWE, despite the fact they said, oh, we're not trying to compete. We're not trying to take all the ex WWE talent, and they take all the ex WWE talent. Like they're they're very corny to me. So I'm glad that you know we're staying clear of the AEW discourse for the most part, unless it's slander. I'm always here for the slander. Um, but as I said, it's it's great energy with the fans back and with an audience returning to the WWE. I wanted to bring in someone who's not going to be our audience. He's going to be a contributor to this conversation. Now, this man is a recent graduate of Rhodes College. He is a writer for SB Nation's Grizzly Bear Blues. You have heard him on Elite Media Group's Check Fade podcast, RNC's RSPN with Mark and Jeff, and the Core 4 podcast. We have none other than the verified check himself, Mr. Bryce Hayes. How are you doing, bro? I'm good, man. The verified check is a little surprising, but hey, I'll take it. I'm just, I'm just, a, I'm just a brother from Memphis, man. If they want to give me a check, I'll take it. Like, I'm, I'm happy to be here, man. Talk a little wrestling with you guys. 
Yeah, man. It's a pleasure. We're very, very happy to have you. Um, so listeners, you know, you hear us on all the general platforms, but this is an, an urgent, urgent suggestion for you to subscribe to the A-Show RNC Patreon, where you can hear Invasion Diaries. You can hear bonus content on the A-Show, The War Report, Rewriters Room, Spot Callers. You can hear the new show, Legendary Run, and you can hear some special bonus episodes where we talk about whatever we want to talk about, because we stay with the content and we want to serve y'all the way that you have served us for the last couple years, few years of uh, A-Show RNC's existence. Now, on our last episode, we did Money in the Bank. We did rewrites and we did some trivia and i have to admit i I am not perfect i I am not perfect i do make mistakes as great as i am at what i do i do make mistakes and so there was a question that was asked about champions who have cashed in but also been cashed in on uh someone said cm punk and armand said well no cm punk's never been cashed in on and how could i ever forget the legendary 2011 cash in where cm punk wins the undisputed wwe championship it's jackknife powerbomb by Kevin Nash, and then Alberto Del Rio comes in and cashes in on CM Punk. Oh, so my mistake, I would like to apologize to all of you. And with that, we're going to give our general listeners and our Patreon listeners a very special real tiebreaker opportunity. Chan and Cece are going to answer one more question to decide the real winner of the first ever Rewriters Trivia. Are you gentlemen ready? Nigga, no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I ain't study. Fuck you, mean? Of course not. Of course not. This is high school. High school. We just go in and vibe on these tests. So we don't study. We don't study. Yeah. So, your question, gentlemen: Who is the superstar with the most appearances in a Money in the Bank ladder match without ever winning a Money in the Bank ladder match? Oh, oh, that's an amazing fucking. That's a good one. Um, I ever win in it. Um, I was gonna say Kingston. Wow, did he ever win? I don't know who said that first, but the fact that both of y'all guessed it correctly, CC, you got wait, you said it too. He, he you finished. I was like, Co- you said Kofi Kingston. Yeah, oh, yeah. oh, shit. wow, we said it first. You got hey, that. we said that shit at the same time. I'm gonna take the draw. I gotta take it's another draw, man. <laughs> if he said it at the same time I said it, that's the draw. I can't take the whole thing. All right. Well, I guess we're gonna run it back one more time. Who is the hey, woman? Pause on that, my fault. <laughs> Who is the woman to appear in the most women's money in the bank ladder matches without actually winning the women's money in the bank ladder match? Natalia. Wow. All Natalia? right. Channing got it. Yes, it is. It is. Entirely. I thought that during the pay-per-view, they were like, this is her fifth one. It's like, well, there's only been five. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. Channing is I remember winner. so clearly thinking that. Like, Yeah, yeah. No, they, they made a man, point. You like, know how regular Natalia is to the women's? She's so regular to that match to me that I did, literally didn't think of her. Like, that's how... <laughs> I was just like, oh, yeah. I mean, well, of course she was in it. Like, what do you yeah. – <laughs> Who else is going to be in it? Right. Honestly, and the thing honestly. is, this year they have to, like, find a way to pigeonhole her in it. Yep. Like, yeah. She has no business being in it. But, hey, mm-hmm. you know what? Let's take her out and put Natalia in just so she can be in it. I was like, mm-hmm. why is she in this? She's going to be in everything. The match was good, so I'm not going to complain. Yeah, it was. It was. Well, congrats Politics to Politics were at play. Facts. That's a, that's a big fact. Congrats to Channing on being our first Victor Rewriters Trivia. We are going to do more of it for you all, so don't worry. CC will get his chance to re-up. But 
we're going to jump right into the good stuff. We had a very, very eventful last few weeks of uh, wrestling with the fans returning with SmackDown, uh, Money in the Bank, and then Raw. So we're going to jump right into our pre-write. So let's start with our guest. Bryce, what is something that happened either at Money in the Bank or just generally in the WWE right now that you're that you're really fucking with? Hey, man. Roman Reigns, that that's my guy. I, <laughs> I wouldn't have never thought I'd say that three or four years ago. But, <laughs> but right now, Roman Reigns, that tribal chief shit that they got going with him and the Usos with the bloodline, they got to let that shit rock out. I don't care yeah. about these legends trying to come back, get their shit off. Let Roman Reigns run this shit. Let him speak from the heart and let him kick his shit. Because right now, it's must-see TV. Yeah, yeah, it is every single week, and it's it's cool to see the golden bloodline. It's cool to like every, with every feud he's had. There's been a new uh, element of his character that's been revealed, or a new merch line. Like those tracksuits are fire, and then you know Jimmy coming back, and the whole thing with Jimmy and Jimmy not wanting to get with the vibes, and now he's there, and now he's a champion. Like you know, it, Roman's dream has been realized for the Usos, and. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that progresses because, like, immediately after they won at Money in the Bank, he's like, you guys should thank me. Like, Jay, I turned you into main event Jay Uso. Jimmy, I, I brought you back. Like, like you guys should be thanking me and, and, and acknowledging me. And, like, Jimmy didn't even seem like he really wanted to do it. So there's still, like, some slight shakiness there that could end up leading to Roman losing his belt or the Usos losing their belts. But, like, either way, we're going to see this blow up. And I think they're, they're doing a good job in delaying it and still keeping it interesting. But, uh, yeah, man, like, we talk about Roman every week. Like, he's he's just, he's absolutely incredible. Like, this is, we're, we're living through a legendary time right now. Go ahead, Chan, you want to say something? You know what will be the true sign of Roman's powers is um, if he can get Naomi into the title picture, because he's already got her on SmackDown. <laughs> if he can get her into the title picture, Roman Reigns has, he's no equal. He is, at that point, he is all the Infinity Stones. He is, he's, He's God. Like, if he can get her the title as well, and we go four for four, like, that's legendary. Because you know what we can also get from that at some point? We could get. Three weeks ago, and I just saw him, and I just saw him pretend, I just saw him mock Eddie Guerrero's dance in front of thousands of people (laughs) in the main event on SmackDown. Like, the, are you fucking kidding me? Whose company is it at this point? And they just Romans. glanced over it. It's like nobody even acted like he was in prison. He was like, ah, he took a vacation. He took a vacation for a week. He's back now. Yep. And now that we could talk about it, speaking of that shit, it's like nigga. Now, like I feel like he, I could tell, like he was like kind of waiting, but I didn't know what he was waiting for and like like what he was gonna do or whatever. But now I see what he wanted to do or whatever. This nigga Roman, he was saving his best cash talk for the motherfucking fans, nigga. That <laughs> promo. <laughs> The missionary, missionary shit? Yeah. Come on. This I literally I was like, oh my gosh, this nigga's out of here. He's out of here. This is yeah. like the rock. I was like, this is he's this nigga's out of here. <laughs> it's yeah. a rap. It's a rap, bro. I, I was like, put the title on for another year. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't wait to see Roman Reigns in Guardians of the Galaxy 5. I think he's gonna be excellent. <laughs> <laughs> James Gunn's gonna do a lot with that character, the range that we see he has, you know. I just I'm excited to see him in the yeah. MCU next to, um, you know, Star-Lord. I'm excited, yeah. personally. 
hundred percent, hundred percent. CC, what's what's something that you're really, really uh, feeling right now? So, um, you know, I, I'm gonna title uh, my little thingy "Return of the Mac Man." You know, in a corny dad joke voice, like exactly <laughs> in that way. Um, nah, bro, but like when Vince walked back out to the crowd or whatever said well will that well where the hell were you or whatever and then like walk back out i was like that was so great for his character and all that shit but looking back on it after watching like the last couple of shows or whatever this nigga was like you motherfuckers have no idea how i'm about to get you this thing like you know is i'm realizing about like vince right now and like the way the company's moving that kind of sauce that them niggas had from like the um ruthless aggression and the kind of like the attitude era or whatever it came back around you know what I mean? Like, you know how every once in a while, like, niggas just get the juice for a minute and they just catch it for, like, three months or whatever? That's what the fuck the WWE is going through right now. This shit is yeah. booming, bro. Like, to be honest, I'm just, like, amazed at, like, how they're, like, keeping track and, like, keeping the energy up amongst all this shit. Mm-hmm. The SmackDown Friday show was the greatest fucking wrestling TV show I've seen since I was a child. Like, that was, like, it was start to, like, start to finish that shit was pretty cool, even given, like, it was kind of weird that they was wrestling that Rolling Loud. But, like, when you watch, like, kind of, like, how some people in the crowd were interacting or whatever, it was, like, kind of funny even that it was awkward. But it was awesome, too, because it was a bunch of people there that would never see it. And they you just got, like, a regular person who never watches wrestling, their reaction to seeing niggas slam each other and doing all this other crazy shit. So, that it was, honestly, it was more, like, validation that, what they really doing really is entertaining because here go a bunch of motherfuckers that didn't even show up to watch wrestling, you know, sitting here being entertained by the shit. Like, that's a flex, my nigga. Like, and you getting cash? Two things. One, I love how Vince was like, Rolling Loud, what's that? They're like, oh, it's a hip-hop festival. He's like, Street Profits, Bianca Belair. He didn't try hide it. He didn't even try. He's like, you know how, I know who needs to wrestle tonight. You know how you just play J to beat? The, yeah, like, and then you play it one more time. He's like, "All right, I got the song." That's what the fuck Vince yeah. just did with that situation. He was like, "All right, cool." Yeah, that, and but also then, I like how he was like, "Oh, AEW has your little fighter fest." Like, I do real festivals, nigga. Like, I really mm. like, I really wow. do this. Like, I'm really wow. out here. Like, but I'll say this though: he messed, he messed up with one part though. Don't you don't send Chad Gable? You yeah, send, was, yeah. You send somebody like Ray Mysterio. Yeah, that's, that's all. Like people know. Yeah. Valid, you can yeah. have you can have the same match, have the street properties go over and everything, but you gotta send somebody that just casual people and know on the street. Honestly, you should have sent Jeff Hardy. I mean, yeah. to, to yeah, tease it, I mean, to tease it yeah. niggas would have went dummy because roll out. <laughs> like from you, like if you can't if you born in a certain year, you can't just not know who Jeff Hardy is. It don't matter how much wrestling you did or didn't watch, like you know that name. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You probably, but you know what it is. They definitely should have got Ray too, and I'm thinking they definitely should have got at least like a Latino person, or whatever. Because I'm like, I'm thinking about. It. I'm like, nigga, y'all was down here in Florida. What the fuck? Like, why didn't you just like? Yeah. I was like, nigga, if you gonna pander to the blacks, pander like you know, really pander to all uh, like it's uh, as much brown people down here as it is us. Uh, shit. Give us a uh, street poppers versus lucha house party. So okay. Fair. It's going <laughs> down, on, bro. Boy. They trying to clean up. They trying to get every market. Yeah. So what I'm so I'm looking at this from a I'm looking at this as the cold-hearted businessman that I am, and I'm looking at this motherfucker like, wow, I I love look at this look at this shit look at this setup right here, nigga, cash out. I'm fucking with it yeah. on another level. I'm loving what the business is doing right now. It's great, and I'm even loving like the shit that in is in like uh 
like the effect of this is that other businesses get their shit even pumped up because you see what's coming down the pipeline with their shit. So it's like, but yeah, yeah. shit's crazy, man. That shit's booming. I love seeing them. 100%. Chan, how about you, bro? Um, as always, reporting live from the mid card, um, I want to talk to you about <laughs> our newest brother. Uh, someone who looks to be making uh, the transition soon. You know, he's he gave his he's give, he put in his thirty days. I'm um, at his last job, and he's gonna he's he's trying to work out when the, with the benefits. You know, when he can start and you know that kind of thing. Uh, you know, KK Lil K carrying cross uh, premiered <laughs> on Raw this week. Um, he didn't have the cool entrance, which sucks. He also has that skirt. Let that skirt go. It's I don't trash. know why he wears that stupid goddamn skirt it's to the trash. ring. It's so, it's so ass. It's so ass. <laughs> Let it go. Um, but he made his debut, losing to Jeff Hardy. Uh, well deserved. Uh, well yo, deserved. hold on, Chan. Can I well interrupt you real roster. quick? Yo, Chan, can I interrupt you real Please. quick? Yo, imagine uh, walking up to your man and be like, yo, your, sh- your skirt is ass, fam. <laughs> like you just walk up to your man and just say that. No, that's fine. Go ahead. Yeah. Said, bro, if you gonna wear one, at least make it fly, bro. Yeah, like, so I'm saying, like God, yo, get a Drew Kill, like the fuck, swag it out. No, uh, but I do think um, Raw's mid card is strangely light. Like there, it seems like a lot of the guys are kind of trying to get into the main event picture, and like no one's really in the tag scene or the U.S. title scene. So I think he'll be a good addition. Um, not to say that he's like, you know, my favorite wrestler or anything like that, but I think he's interesting in terms of just kind of giving a contrast because you have a lot of like the lighter flippy guys with Cedric, Ricochet, and Yukali. Um, so I think you could get a little bit more bulk, kind of help round out the division. Somebody could take some pins and some six pack challenges, you know, that type of thing. Yeah, I think uh Karrion Cross and um and Damian Priest are gonna have a great series down the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that type of thing. I can see that. Um, for me, I'm just I'm telling myself to trust my gut. You know, I remember when we spoke on the Money in the Bank episode. Um, I, I Chan brought up Nikki Ash and her potential to win, and Chan didn't seem too with it. I was like, I can see it, and then I thought about it, and I was like, Still not. She's gonna win this match, but I was like, but Alexa Bliss is like so over, and they could do so many interesting things with her as the Money in the Bank holder. She don't need it. She's weird enough. She's scary enough, or she could get the title off someone without it. But I just thought they were just going to go with that. Like, that that kind of felt like the obvious move almost. Then, lo and behold, we see Money in the Bank. Nikki Ash outsmarts all those bozos at the top of the ladder fighting each other. She just goes up, grabs it, grabs her glory. And then the very next night, she cashes in on Charlotte. Charlotte's taking her third cash-in as champion. And, like, it's like she beat, she beat Nick, Becky Lynch 2019, got cashed in on minutes after that. She beat she beat Asuka at WrestleMania, got cashed in on the, the SmackDown after that, and then she held this title for a day, and Nikki Ash cashes in. And we see now, everyone was talking shit about Nikki, how Vince hated her, the character wouldn't do all this, blah, blah, blah. She is over with the fans. People love that shit. I don't think it's going to be a long reign for her, but that moment was absolutely incredible. I'm glad that they're really trusting in her and, and, and this character. She pitched it. She's got it all together. She's owning that shit. She's fully into it. And there's nothing more enjoyable than seeing a character who's fully into what they're doing and putting it on TV, whether it's through the promos or through the wrestling. She's really doing an amazing job. Very deserving. I, I've been a fan of her for years. And I thought, you know, when, when's her moment going to come? She was tag team champion for a while. I was like, 
She faced Bailey for the SmackDown Women's title. I was like, I don't know if they're ever going to put the title on her. And look, one, one year later, the title is on her. I'm, I'm very happy to see it, and I'm, I'm trusting my gut moving forward, for sure. Um, see, this ahead. is the thing. Here's the thing. One of the 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 first thing that I picked up about um Nikki about when <laughs> Nikki Cross, but the first thing I picked up about Nikki when I first saw her in NXT, I just saw a clip of her. Like I just saw a clip of her in ring. Just acting like doing this one thing. I think it was when, um, oh, it was the Aleister Black thing. Oh, whatever, he's coming. That, that shit was hard. I got a secret. Listen, yeah, that shit was fire. I watched it and I was like, that's that's not no one trick pony shit. Like this this person like can do this. So then I like kept watching her, kept watching her, and then like when she was with, like with Alexa Bliss, I was like, she's even playing this like you know friend who's like kind of happy to be here thing like to a T. Or whatever. I was like, y'all don't see like she's really, really that good. So when this superhero thing came up, I was just like, it's a little weird, but I'm not gonna like completely dismiss it or whatever. Because the if it's one thing I know about her is that she like has a vision, like she actually has a really good vision. And one thing that she peeped about this time and getting back with the fans and all that stuff is that like you want to inject positivity into this time. Like people were just like kind of happy to be back out, even though yeah. niggas might have to go back inside uh, in a short. <laughs> But, like, people are happy to be back out or whatever. Shit's been crazy or whatever. And, like, you're getting a bunch of fans back and a bunch of parents are about to bring their kids out here or whatever. And you got to remember, the hurricane was over when he was there. Like, you always need this character around who's just like, hi, I'm pure joy. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. and then she just took advantage of that shit. And now you're seeing the rewards of it. It's just beautiful. And I'm glad you brought up Hurricane, stupid. though. I'm glad you brought up the hurricane because yeah. that, was my, that was my fear. I was like, yeah. okay, they made her a superhero. Now they're about to take her and make her Hurricane Helms for no reason. I was yeah. like, she's too talented to become Hurricane. Yeah, let, let her rock out. But once it came out that, okay, this is her thing. She pitched it. She's got a vision in mind. I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. I'm a fan of it. Like You can still kind of tell there's some people trying to figure it out, but she's as over as you can get. Yeah. So it's she bet on herself and she won. Like She... You really can't ask for a better story than that when you pitch something and it ends up being a success like it has been so far. Yeah. I'm glad y'all are happy, man. Glad y'all got something nice to watch on TV. <laughs> I just feel like y'all in Otis Hive, y'all just y'all got one last year. You didn't get through it, but you finally got your little silly champion. I hope y'all are happy, man. Y'all can have it. Man. Y'all can have it. You yeah. sound like Charlotte Flair, man. Like, <laughs> she, she's a joke. This, this ain't no real champion. Exactly. But here's and here's I stay, why I stay with Charlotte. Here's, here's specifically why I like it for Nikki because um Nikki is one of those characters. There's certain people like this, and Daniel Bryan is one of those people. Um, like Nikki is one of those people who's who's like so dynamic as a person herself, and she can like you know play so many different parts of her personality as like one straight character or whatever that. This is going to be like a hilarious and like amazing springboard for like her future or whatever. Like when she's going up for other like title opportunities or whatever. And, you know, like um, somebody saying like, you know, you don't deserve this opportunity or blah, 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 blah. And she's like, I won the title by just being, a you know, a superhero, blah, blah. She could use that as a flex later yeah. on, which her character has more like grit and shit once they like make her like that. Yeah. So like, the, like this and it's a weird thing. But because, like, Nikki Cross is already kind of weird, she's going to be able to get it off in a way that people are going to be fucking with. Like, that's what I respect about her. Her shit is so – she know how she works. Like, her shit is perfect. Yeah. 
hundred percent, hundred percent. I think I think this time has shown that the internet wrestling community, and, and we know it's a bubble. It's not reflective of what everyone who's a fan of the WWE feels. But there's a lot of people who are over that. People probably didn't expect to be that over. John Morrison, people were chanting Johnny Drip Drip during Money in the Bank. Like people fucked with John Morrison a lot. Like he's over. People thought Roman's character wouldn't be that over. Somehow, yeah. I love that interaction. Like, I'm the drip god. No, I'm the drip god. Like, it was amazing. It was absolutely <laughs> amazing. So, um, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think fans are going to show, you know, who who the real dope characters are. And it's I'm, – I'm just so happy. I'm, I'm really happy. Like, I can't wait to go to MSG September 10th and experience it live myself. Um, let's jump into our free write. So, we're going to look ahead to SummerSlam. And we're also going to talk about the sole money in the bank holder right now, Big E. Um, I know for me personally, we're talking about this in our Discord chat. I don't think Big E should cash in for some time. You know, he's he's got right now he's got two very, very strong options. He's got getting revenge on Lashley for how Lashley destroyed Kofi Kingston at Money in the Bank, and he can also go legend on Roman Reigns. But with Roman right now, Roman's tied up with John Cena and Finn Balor. You know, we're going to see the Cena match at SummerSlam most likely. We might see Roman Finn before that. Whatever happens there, I think even if Roman loses to one of them, I think he's going to get the title back the next, the month after he loses it. What I can see is I want to see in December at TLC, assuming they do TLC in December again, Roman going through a very, very tough physical match. I don't know who it's going to be with, but Roman actually, like, like, and, and there's been matches where it looks like he's going to lose, like Edge having him in the cross face with the chair piece, like things like that. But for the most part, he's looked dominant. Like, Roman's got to really go through it. And then Big E comes out at the end, hits him with a big ending, cashes in, gets the title, and then he can defend it at Royal Rumble, whether it's against Roman again or whoever. Like, that, I, I would like to see Big E hold it for a bit because his characters are so great. Like, I want to see Pancakes coming out the briefcase. I want to see him teasing Roman or teasing Bobby, like like Survivor Series, for example. If if it's Roman versus Bobby, Big E just walking out with a briefcase, just just post it up, like yo, like <laughs> y'all probably gonna have a physical match. Like it's possible one of y'all about to get got, like something like that. Like him just kind of having one of those those storylines with it, where he's a threat to everybody. That's what I would like to see for for Big E with the briefcase. Um, and as for something else, I'd like to see. We know we're going to see Edge versus Seth. I would like to see a stipulation on that match. And assuming we see John Cena versus Roman, I want to see the eight-man tag match for the ages, where it is John Cena, Edge, and the Mysterios versus Roman, Seth Rollins, and the Usos. I think that would be one of the greatest eight-man tag matches that we have ever seen, ever. And it, it, it needs to happen. So I'm, I'm, I'm putting it in the air. I, I need that. I need to see that. That's ruthless aggression era, bro. You see? Yeah, that's ruthless aggression era. Like when everybody was a fucking superstar and they had matches like that. Yeah, hell yeah, we need that. Yeah. So, do you think John Cena will f you all four of them three times or only twice? <laughs> <laughs> no. Because that's what that's what you're. Because both Usos no. are getting f you. Like that's happening at the same time. Yep. Jimmy and Jay yep. catching the f you. Not an attitude adjustment. An f you at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hey, whatever John got to do. That match would be insane. That match would be insane. Right? Yeah. <laughs> that match would be insane. The entrances alone would be iconic. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like, And they, even though the Usos don't be getting their entrance. <laughs> they don't. 
Yeah, that, I mean Roman's interesting. <laughs> they, they, um, they, come, they come out after Roman. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> they like the refs. They just end the ring. When yeah, just yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to say, I have a different take on the Big E thing. I don't know if this is because of just his like look of physically being so big. I feel like he should go... And maybe I, I haven't fully thought this out, but for his story, it might be better if he goes like the straight up route of like telling someone like I'm going to cash in on you and I want to have a match like straight up. Because the idea of him like running out at his size for whatever reason just doesn't it doesn't appeal to me. As such, uh, instead of like him giving a promo like I want to take on Bobby Lashley straight up, I want him to know I want him to know I beat him. I want him to know like I was the person who beat him, looked him in the eye and did it like man to man. Like I just feel like that to me, speaks more to Big E's character. And I feel like that, even if it was with Roman, that is how he would do it. Even if it was maybe like, you know, Bobby loses to Goldberg, and then on Monday Night Raw, he tells him something like that. But like, I just feel like Big E's storyline, to me, is more of that of like the honorable, like, I like won this the legit way as like a straight up like babyface champion. Like no chicanery, no sneakery. Because also there's no heel bigger than Big E's. Like it'd be one thing if like, Braun was champion, who's actually bigger than Biggie, but Bobby and Biggie are like the same size. So, like, it really, you should be able to beat him up straight up versus, like, you know, Seth Rollins is way smaller than Brock Lesnar. So, it looks cooler when he's like running, trying to cash it in. Um, and then outside of that, you know, chattel picture, um, my boy, um, Volta, the Ving General, um, NXT TakeOver 36 is going to be in the States. He is one step closer to gracing our television screens every Tuesday night, ergo every Friday night on the main roster. Um, I mean, the match is going to bang. I feel like he might finally drop the title. It seems like if they're going to have it in the States, they're going to have it like right after SummerSlam. It seems like that will be the time to do it. And then I hopefully he stays here and maybe he goes straight to the main roster. But I just feel like he could be such like that Brock Lesnar replacement, that like heel who's just so dominant, but like, has like the like no mysticism, no like like evil. It's just like I just kick ass. Like I just come here and wrestle, and I'm just stronger than everybody else. I feel like Walter could do that. I'm so high on him. Um, so I really hope he comes to the main roster soon. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Bryce, how about you, bro? All right, I, I do want to revisit what you said. I want to revisit what you said with Big E though, because mm-hmm. there's a certain reason why I want it to kind of happen fast. It's so he can live up to what supposedly one of his dream matches is, and it's to face the old man that's on the screen right now in Goldberg. Mm. We know he only shows up two or three times a year. He's, Big, Big E said he doesn't he doesn't want a thirty minute classic. He wants big <laughs> meaty man slapping meat. You don't, yeah. you don't get bigger than Goldberg. That's that's two defensive linemen going at it. Mm. Let him get Goldberg. Give him a three-minute match. Look, I'm cashing in on you, big dog. I want it. Let him get it. Get the strap off Big Bill. Let him have his moment against the legend, man. It, it don't get no bigger than that. That's a money match. We already know we love Big E. We'd be tired of seeing Bill Goldberg show up, messing storylines up. Let Big E get him out the paint. Let him have his moment. I like that. Turn it up. <laughs> Cece, how about you, bro? Um, you know, 
you know, every episode or at least every other episode, either Chan or I have to remind the fans why they really come to the show. It's not for the the regular talk of, hey, so-and-so's doing great, or, oh, we don't really like him, or, oh, that was a great suplex. I really like that guy. No, 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 no. They come here to hear the fucking crazy shit that you would hear from maybe your granddad, who, you know, you probably can't take in public or whatever. So this is what the fuck we're about to do. It's galaxy brain time, guys. <laughs> I do not know the schedule off the top of my head for 2022, but... I do know that Money in a Bank this year was what it was in. Was it in the middle of July or like? Yep. Yeah. When was it? Yeah. Middle of July. Yeah. yeah. Um, middle of July, right? Um, I uh, I would like to see Big E do exactly what I think Armand like. I I don't know if you said it or yeah, I think Armand you said it like um, have him like just like be a threat to someone or yeah. like threat to people like. Like yeah. with the the suitcase, I would like to have him do that, and have him do that like throughout like the entire year, right? And then like he like kind of does it in like funny ways or whatever, and does like funny stuff around like kind of the ring or whatever to keep like the fans thing, so he can keep his thing going or whatever, and he can even develop like his own merch and all that other, and like his other like side stuff or whatever off of that or whatever. And then um, it just kind of gets to a point though where kind of like the WWE officials are like, hey, like. You have this like briefcase. Um, money in a bank is like coming up. Like, are you going to like? Because you can only have it for here. Are you going to like cash in or whatever? And he was like, and he just kind of like looks at him like in, in a way where it's just like he he does what he feels like or whatever. But he like really comes off as smug. And you kind of look at it and you're just like, huh, or whatever. And then you know the week that is closest closest to the the date of July seventh or whatever, um, there's a champion, there's one of the champions already having a championship match on one of the episodes. It doesn't matter who, when, or whenever the fuck, or whatever. But Big E comes out right after the championship, the champion retains or whatever, and then the New Day come out or whatever, all in their gear or whatever, but it's all in, like, um, black and white or, like, some other, like, kind of, like, imposing colors or whatever. And then they kind of, like just take some bats or like some pipes and stuff and start whooping the champion or whatever. And then like Big E, like big ending him like three or four times or whatever. And then like have a ref come in, they cash in and we start the fucking new day order, nigga. Are you fucking crazy, nigga? Look how, think about this. Think about this. We've been talking the last few episodes about how it's a lot of talent. It's a lot of talent that need to be managed and shit like that or whatever. Right. And it's like, how do you come up with storylines for all that shit? You don't need to come up with storylines, all that shit. Think about it. Edge just told us about some shit that he was doing. You remember the Ministry uh, uh Darkness or whatever? Gang like, real, baby. The it was all wrapped into one storyline, so you don't need to come with all these storylines of different people, nigga. With the, like, think about how cool the New Day is to, like, the wrestling fans these days. If they went New Day order on niggas, anybody who with them is automatically cool, too. What the fuck? Are you crazy? Like... Come on, we talking merch. We talking all kind of shit. Like, imagine like the new, like the new day order versions of the skins or like the um, avatars that you can have in like fucking Fortnite and all the other shit. I'm talking cash, nigga. Come on, like this shit would be hard, bro. This shit would be so fire. So yeah, that's what the fuck I want to see. I want to see new day order. Fucking take it there. I want to see y'all. Listen, y'all great heels. Y'all can do it at a high level. Do it again. I want to see it. 
the thing is, this sounds crazy on the surface, but if you go in Vince McMahon's office and say you can run back NWO and rerun all that merch just with three new people that's already over, he'd probably entertain it. Fam, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I, probably. Like, like the, the, bag, the bag conquers everything else. Yeah. We know how yeah. this works. This is it, what may I'm not, saying. it may not make sense on the surface, but if you send out Biggie, Kofi, and Xavier, you know what? Y'all the black NWO. Y'all not the nation mm. of domination. Y'all the black NWO. And we're going to print money. Right, nigga, I'm buying no. everything. I'm buying everything. Like, what? <laughs> All you have to do is tell Vince he gets to show old Hulk Hogan matches, and he's like, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> you had me at you had me at no way out. You had me at Fam. And like <laughs> they can do they can do that and end that like episode like that way or whatever, right? And then like this could be like heading towards Money in the Bank. So they're like, you know, champion with like two weeks out to Money in Bank or whatever. Like, but the like when they get to like that second week out, so maybe this happened three weeks out, when they get to that second week out, my nigga, or whatever, like you like just like kind of hear like what you can tell is like their version of their New Day Order music or whatever. You can kind of tell it's going to be them because you can hear them talking or whatever. And they're kind of out in the parking lot and they walk by this trailer and like one of them's like has a spray paint, a uh, can of spray paint and he's writing the end. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> like make New Day Order. Oh and so, God. and like one of them stops him and he's like, hey, what you about to write? He's like, New Day. <laughs> he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Like, come on, because you know hey, they that better be and so shit. Silly dog, bro. These niggas could like go so. crazy. That's some they shit could. that like people who wouldn't even watch wrestling would like laugh at that video if, with that clip when it went viral. Yeah. Like, come on, bro, talking cash shit, man. That's a, and you know that's who it would help? Ricochet, Ricochet. Oh, because now he doesn't have to talk. Just show up and kick people's ass. You don't got to talk Facts. no more. Just show up, flip, and win matches. Don't do shit on you. Like, look at, if you look at the other, like, um, if you look at, I mean, even NXT is like, um, if you look at um, the other promotions, it's like, they have, like, groups, man. Like, the WWE mostly just has, like, tag <laughs> yeah. teams. Like, the other promotions have, like, groups. Faction and that, heavy. Everything yeah. is faction based. And it's something, and it's something um, that the WWE is, like, missing about that, that they don't get with, like, a certain demographic, especially that, I think it's, like, what, the 18 to 49 or whatever the fuck it is or whatever. It's, like, especially, like, the lower 18s and shit, especially young guys. Young niggas hyped, young stupid niggas hyped up on testosterone love gang shit. They do. Like, <laughs> if they see a group of niggas going doing some cool shit, they're like, yeah. Yeah, hey, who these niggas? What the new day order? Yeah, gang shit, nigga. Yeah, <laughs> whoop they ass. That shit crazy. I mean, yeah. Think about WCW was like, what if we took one ring, put it by another ring, put a steel cage <laughs> over both rings, and had eight people inside? They were like, let's fucking do it, bro. <laughs> like, yeah, gang shit. Like, <laughs> total. Yeah, come on. 